ready? Yeah. Yo, 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 it's your boy Joe. It's your boy Greg. We're the co-pilots. From coast to coast, we do the most. So what's your flight? Whatever it is, we, we got you covered. Got you. So what's been going on with you, man? You already know, man. You know, just been checking the landscape out, man. And, you know, hard work as usual. You know what I'm saying? Chilling with the fam. You know, just enjoying life. You know, nothing too major. Just enjoying life. Yeah. I, I'm still trying to come down off of the uh, Thursday night game, man. It was an amazing experience out there in New Orleans, man. Ate some, ate some good food. Met some good people. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a good experience, man. And uh, definitely got to hit. We got, you got to, got to take in that uh, NFL experience. So, you know, that was pretty much my weekend, and just really just recovering from that. Really, because that was that took a lot of time, man. Going out in the middle of the week, man, flying. Right. So, man, by the weekend, I was tired, bro. I was kind of chilling, but you pretty much is. started your weekend early. I know, man. It was. It did start early. But yeah, by by shit by Saturday evening, man. I was I was done for. So, where you want to start with today? You want to start college, uh, NFL? Well, you know, sad it become before Sunday, so we can start with college. Okay, then let's do, let's do it then. So, I'm gonna get right into it. Let's talk about the Florida State Duke game, man. And and uh, what's your thoughts, man? You know, honestly, man, that game was exactly what I thought it would be. You know, I I knew it was going to be competitive, you know, but I think, you know, it was some, it was a lot of time, I feel like we got I fancy, you know, going for it on fourth and one. I mean, the first time on it was understandable, but the second time it, we still in our own territory, it's like, you know, plays like that, we, we shorten the field up for them to scope, you know. And I think that also was one of those things that gave them their momentum. You know, we already know Duke have a good defense. But going against this type of defense, you know, when they're able to make stops on fourth down, you kind of like tend to suck the life out of the crowd. You kind of tend to give the opposing team more momentum that they shouldn't have had early in the game. And I think that we allowed the game to be close around that time, you know, which could have been we could have took the lead early instead of trying to play from behind instead of playing from behind the whole game. But also, you know, tip my hat to them though. You know, they stayed in it and, and we fought and you know we kept going. So, I think that you know I think that one of the the key moments in that game for us was that you know their quarter that their quarterback got hurt. You know, now nah, well I'm uh. I feel like that was a key moment, but I don't feel like that was the reason they lost. Because if you look at if you look at that game, Leonard didn't do much in the air anyway. I mean, he was it right. was the running that was killing us. It, it, it wasn't was like it was his arm. So I think uh, when you look at the adjustments we made in the second half, I feel like that was what the key was. Now earlier in the in the in the first in that quarter, third quarter, they was they came out throwing the ball on early downs. So. I think that was why the game might have been a little bit longer than expected. But in fourth quarter, they shored up everything. And I think, you know, Duke defense, it got tired, man. They was on the field too much. Well, I would say this, right? And, you know, I agree with you in part that I don't think that's the sole reason why we won the game. But I, I look at it like this, you know, when were we able to stop their run? 
after Leonard got hurt, you know. And I think that, you know, more so because we were preparing for him necessarily the run game. You know, they like you said, the major the majority of their offense came from on the ground. They was able to run the ball, you know, on third and short, even third and long. They was able to run the ball on us, you know. And could our defense possibly made a stop if he was still in? I believe we could have, you know. But I wasn't trying to find that, you know. And also, I think that their coach, you know, not saying that he coached a bad game the entire game, but when it's fourth and short, you know, you're in field goal range, you have your second-string quarterback come in the game. I thought that they was better off going for three. I think they left points on the board, and I think that that was one of those things that cost them in the end. I was on point to that because that was one of my things too was that particular play because, you know, you've made your point on the podcast before in the past that, you know, you're a conservative guy. So correct, he should have took that in that position being on the road, your team, your defense been playing fairly well the whole game. You take those right. three points. I mean, I probably would take them. three too and just been right. relying on defense to see what they do. Overall, though, I just think that what I like about this game is – it was the way Florida State was able to win this game. Um, they was able to do it in a different way. They got the tight ends going, Jaheen Bell. They got uh, the other tight ends. Uh, and that was something that we haven't seen from this team. Uh, you know, Jordan Travis, usually when we win these games, we usually win it because we dominate the ground game. And then once the ground game's going, we get we get Keon Coleman on one-on-one situations. And then it's wow. like, that's the ball game. But to see that, they took away Keon Coleman. He was relatively a non-factor most of the game, and we was able to get other people involved and be playmakers. That was key. Jordan Travis starting to run in the fourth quarter. I thought that was key because that was something that he had in his trick back the whole night because the whole time, I'm like, they need to start running Jordan Travis more. And when they did that, I'm like, yeah, the defense wasn't expecting that, that Jordan Travis was going to be running. So um, those are some of my key things that I take away from it. But overall, man, I think that um, – this was a solid win for this team. And and, and one thing I want to say, too, for all you you Duke uh, bandwagoners that was all on Duke uh, nuts this week, saying Florida State was going to lose and Duke is a good team and all this, I need y'all to kiss the rings because it didn't happen. Florida State won, and now y'all copping, please, not trying to make every excuse in the world about why they didn't win. So that's my take. Man, you know what? I'm trying to get this thing because the headphones came out. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. It's on him, man. I'm crazy, man. I hate when people call call this guy. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy, right? I was hearing people saying like, "Oh, we didn't play nobody. We didn't play nobody." It's like every time, every time we beat a team, we ain't played nobody. But going into these games, we gonna lose. You you right. get what I'm saying? I so got you. like. I mean, we played against LSU first game of the season. I mean, Louisville, they they out the SEC. They was ranked in the top five when we played them. They was a top five team, I think, number three, I think. To my LSU. And LSU, correct. And I think outside of us, they only got one other loss. To another team out the SEC. Yeah, I think it was like Mississippi State, one of the schools beat them. Right. 
So it, it, you know, it's like I guess whoever we play this season, we 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 haven't played anybody. You know, so you know, you 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 gonna have you know you gonna have the haters out there. You gonna you gonna always have that out there. Yeah, yeah, it, it is what it is. They gonna find a way, but again, Florida but, State prevailing. We move on to Wake Forest. Right, and but you people have to ask themselves this right here, right? You know, it's easy to look at our schedule and say who have we played, but. Just take a look at all the other teams that's out there. You know, I mean, just look at all the teams that's ranked in the top four. You know, you got to ask yourself, like, you know, you just looking at Georgia. Like, who has Georgia played? Is If we're going to ask these type uh, yeah, of questions. That's a, that's a good question. Who has Georgia played? Who has Michigan played? Who has Ohio but, State played? But, well, you know Michigan, what I'm saying? Well, since we're talking about that, though, let's say it way into that. Because we right. uh talking about Michigan. Michigan did play their first team they played. It was against Penn State. You know, they, they got the win. Uh, Ohio, Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State yeah, Ohio beat State Penn did. State. So, Penn State. So, um, I thought it was a defensive game. I think the Ohio State defense is much improved from years of past. And uh, I look forward to see what they do against Michigan. That's look like that's what it's going to be a one-way ticket to Michigan, Ohio State at the end of the year. But I mean, okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna say like, and I, you pointed it out, and it's something to argue with what you just said, but like, if you want to say Ohio State they beat Penn State, I mean, you can say that their team is comparable to Duke right now. You know what I'm saying? Just forget the legacy and the expectations, but how right. they're playing right now, they're comparable to Duke. You know, so if 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 you're gonna count that, you gotta count the Duke win. We just won. Absolutely, I, hey, I, I, I totally understand with your logic behind it, man. I, I totally agree. Because we know, like, when it boiled down, like we look at the teams in the in the Pac twelve, the Big Ten. When it boiled down, look at everybody's strength of schedule. You know, you look at um, as a matter of fact, just um, Oklahoma. You look at their strength of schedule. You know, they beat Texas, true enough, but Texas got their Texas. You know their their position came because they beat Alabama. You know Alabama. This is not the same Alabama team we've been seeing in the past couple of years. You know, so I mean, like, but but one thing about it, the season got to be played to its entirety. You know, Absolutely. that's one thing about it. So you know, teams going to drop off. Hopefully, it's not us. You know, but we're going to see teams drop off, and you know. The strip of schedule, that's that's the biggest thing right there. Some teams that that teams play early in the season may be ranked, some may not be ranked. So let's move on to uh to the big since we talk about the Big Twelve. Let's talk about Oklahoma and Texas. Both of those schools struggled against AAC uh, schools. Um, the UFC game. I mean, that was. I mean, looking at that game, you can see that. UFC was dominating them guys up front, but right. overall talent got them past that game. But UFC was looking at pull off that upset. O line and Oklahoma got some O line issues, man. They're gonna have to address because they got pushed around, man. And if they're gonna continue to play in Big Twelve play, um, I can see that being a concern move forward. Um, like I say, Texas, they they skeeped out too. They struggled against Houston. They almost lost too, but. Again, it goes back to what you say, the script schedule stuff, though. Script I mean, schedule, like. 
people to take those those into consideration. Okay, y'all barely beat this team, you know. So those it's always gonna be factors in that type of stuff, though. Right. So. And I, it, and it's like what I was saying, you know, early in this, you know, I'm, and I'm not saying that the ACC is a, is a dominant conference and none of that. That's not what I'm saying, but. When you weighty, you know, you look at, you know, when they look at our strength of schedule, they look at we beat ACC teams. Mm-hmm. But when you look at other te- other conferences, they beat teams in their conference. But at the end of the season, we're going to see, like, a lot of these teams going to start falling off. You know, yeah. early early in, this, in the season, you probably would have got credit for beating, you know, certain teams. But later on in, in the season, you're going to see that, like, where they went, all oh, we thought they were who they were. Uh, yeah. You see Alabama, man. Um, did you watch that game? Yes, yes. And so uh Alabama looking like right now they it looking like this defense is gonna be have to carry them throughout the season, man. Um the offense, you know, Melroy, he's they give them their best chance, but he the offense just is not as the old offenses of pass Alabama offense when you got good quarterback play and you got good wide receiver play. And uh, defense going out to carry them, man. They was able to make the adjustments in the second half against Tennessee. I thought Tennessee put up a valid fight, and I just knew they weren't going to win the game. Um, is that was a hard task playing in Tuscaloosa. Uh, once the momentum switched, it was it was over with for for them guys. While well, I was watching that game, I just knew it was a matter of time before Tennessee run out of gas. You know, we'd have seen this move before, and. Once they got to their stopping point, you know, just looking at just looking at Melroy, you know, one of my biggest knocks with him is, is his accuracy, you know. And I think that that's something that can be fixed from this season to next. But when I look at his deep ball accuracy, and I don't think a lot of people paid attention to that. You get Milroy with a deep ball, oh, man, you got a connection. Like, I'm talking about this dude, deep ball is smooth. I don't know if people paid attention to that. But – my biggest concern is his intermediate routes. But he's a playmaker. With having receivers that can stretch the field and teams being scared of his deep his deep ball, that's going to cause defenders to play back. So now what that leave open is, is for him to show, show off his athletic abilities, like what we see a lot. You know, we know that, man, if defenders play back, he can run, he can turn up field for 10 yards. That's another first down. You know what I'm saying? And possibly even more, you know. But um, I paid attention to that game because um, well, you know, I watch. I'm gonna watch Bama anyways. But um, one of my coworkers, man, girl named Holly, Holly that I work with, she's a big Alabama fan, and a lot of times I say something about Bama, and she would get angry with me and respond back. I'm like, and I forgot, and it was really nothing to take a shot at her or anything like that. There, but. Anytime I say something about Bama, she'll she'll respond back. You know, she's a big Alabama fan, so shout out to her, man. But um, but after they won, I came to her, I said, "Y'all pulled it off." You know, you know, I, and I, you know, I wanted to see Bama win. You know, I kind of, you know, I, I, I like watching Bama is like kind of like when you watching watching the Patriots back, you know, a few years ago. You know. I'm not a fan of them, but at the same time, it's kind of like fun to watch them, you know. And even if I get get a chance to play them, like you know, we didn't get a chance to play them for our last national championship. So you know, they always gonna say if, if Bama was there, what would have happened? They wasn't us. Who cares? 
You know what I'm saying? And um, but you know, Bama being being one of those teams, man, that I you know I believe that they pro they can possibly play for the ACC, but they're one of those teams when they're good is always good for college football. Yeah. So I mean, uh, we'll see how the rest of the season turn out for Alabama. See if they can bounce back and um, see if they can really compete with right now Georgia because I don't think nobody compete with Georgia in the SEC. That's my personal opinion. Maybe Missouri, a dark horse team that might yeah. sneak up on some people, but again, I think it's Georgia and then it's everybody else in the SEC. And I think Alabama is with the pretty much what it sounds like. It's the reality in my you know from from my assessment of watching. So, um. Watching the Pac-12 games? Oh, did I did I watch any Pac-12 games? Oh, man, that was crazy, man. How um, how how Utah win that won that game, man? It's like right now Utah on them, man. You, um, USC, man. Yeah, and and that was that, crazy. Um, that's that's real telling because I until USC like starts caring about defense. This is going to always happen with this Utah team. This Utah team is just a more physical team. And you right. just can see it, like, watching that game, as that game went on, like, they was trading touchdowns. It was like, okay, who's going to eventually, you know, outlast each other? And right. Utah outlasted them. And then, you know, the 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 careless penalty, I mean, it's just unfortunate. Right. So – and and you know, looking back at that play, man, it, it it's like that was hard to avoid. Like, you know, I wouldn't even, wouldn't even say that the, that that the um the lineman was being careless on that play because you can see where he's trying to catch himself, but it just man in the heat of heat of the battle, man, things happen. You know, right? He ran at him, I, and I felt like it, he he made a good play, but it was unfortunate it led to a penalty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just you know. You at that time you couldn't stop his he couldn't stop his face mask for colliding with with the um with the other um quarterback face mask and it it was unfortunate for him man you know it's like something that quick would cause will cause the game to end like that yeah you know, or be be it's like hard of turning post yeah it's and, hard you know and it, it you know when I look at it it was it you know. You can never tell a kid not to play football. This is what we. This is what you do. Anybody who played football, this is what we do. You know, we get on the field. We trying to make plays. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, the world know that that was what wasn't intentional. You know, yeah, it was just unfortunate that 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 happened. But rules are rules. You know, I mean, if it, if it was my team and and the opposing team called a penalty the same way, I mean. I wouldn't care nothing about it. Hey, yo, that's a flag all day. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's unfortunate that that happened though for him, though. You know, I, I, I can fit, feel, feel dual pain, man, on the string of that. Yeah. I think now that the, as the dust has settled, man, it's it's pretty much like in the Pac-12, like a two-headed monster. Oregon and looking like Washington, they're going to be they're gonna be the two teams in the Pac-12. But Utah got to play Oregon this week, so – Let's see what happens, man. I, I still think Oregon can take care of those guys. Utah, I like Oregon to win. Utah playing with a backup. They already ruled out Cam Retton for the rest of the season. So right. um, this Utah team has already lost uh, twice already. I think they've lost twice, maybe once. 
either either way they lost already. Um, oh yeah, that I Oregon. I don't see Oregon losing this game, man. They already won. I like I like the way Dan Lynn got these guys. So I don't I don't see them losing no more, man. Yeah, you know, like man, a lot of those teams, like you know, they got to play each other. So it's man, it's it, you know, it's a fight. It's this like probably the most competitive that we've seen the Pac twelve. It's like. This year is like one of the best years to watch Pat Twitter that we didn't seen in a long time. You I know, agree. I agree. when those games come on, I usually don't. I watch just on the on, for the sake of watching football because it's a football game on. But man, usually I like okay, Pat Twitter. Who cares? But this year, yeah, the, the Pat Twitter has been very fun to watch this year, man. Yeah, and I think a lot of that got to do with too. If you look at it, um. A lot of Pac-12 games, they've been coming on earlier, too. You right. know what I'm saying? If you just uh, notice, like, some of the games, are, like, instead of, like, those 4 o'clock games that we get, they would get their 12 o'clock games, some of the Pac-12, 12, 12 o'clock games. Um, and some of those night games that's, like, at, say, 10 o'clock, they've been coming on at, they've been getting those 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock games, so they've been taking, like, the 4 o'clock, you know, 6 o'clock time slot. So, I mean, it's good that they're showing those games at those time slots so people on the East Coast can actually see the Pac-12, uh, you know, on display, man. And uh, like, like you said, this app has been exciting to watch. And a lot of that has to go with, you know, Coach Prime and um, what he's doing in Colorado. Right. So. And, and also, you got, you got like, you know, a high, um, Caleb Williams, who was a Heisman hopeful as well, you know. Yeah. I mean, USC always going to be like – USC always want going to be one of those teams when they're good, it's good for college football. And you got you have a Heisman hopeful and also a team that, you know, at one time they was like projected as being one of the top four teams to be in the playoff. Yeah. So they that kind of like brought – Yeah. Ain't going to be nothing they can do. Any of your final thoughts of college football? They, um – Nah, nah, nah. I don't have no more thoughts on it. Not that I can think of. All right. So we're going to roll right into the NFL, man. Let's start with our, our the home team. The big Jazz, Cats, baby. You know, big uh, you know, uh, it went to New Orleans and handled business. Yeah. And uh, just giving you my thoughts, man. Uh, salute to all the fans that came and represented, dog, because there's always been a narrative across NFL circles that Jacksonville Jaguar fans don't support this team. Oh, yeah. Being in New Orleans, man, seeing all that teal out there, man, I mean, it was just so many pockets of teal and black and just all over the stadium used to see Jaguar fans everywhere. And if I was to look at the stadium that they were to put all this on one, like one side, I would say about a good 35 to about 40% of the stadium was Jaguar fans. And I think that's you know what I'm saying? So salute to the fans that came and showed up, man. It was all love. But man, I was kind of it was kind of good we got that victory because boy, man, I remember, man, you know, they, they New Orleans beat us the last couple of years that they played us last, you know what I'm saying? And I know every time they come, man, when they come to Jacksonville, man, you see, you see they fan base. I'm talking about they come. Like right. they 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 there. Like they coming. Right. You know. So, yeah, man, it was good that all fan base came out of rep for us, man. Yeah, it did. And so, 
it's so good about this game because most of the action happened on my side of where we were sitting at. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the breakup, everything that happened outside of that one touchdown, the Christian Kirk touchdown, uh, everything else mostly happened on my side of the end zone. So just being alive and just seeing how those guys was locking in, man, uh, this jazz defense, and I kept telling guys this at the, at the game, man, I was just saying, hey, man, I take my defense everywhere. Our defense, number one in turnovers. Um, we give up a lot of yards. That what pisses me off. But I want to say something to Chris Bouchard, Matt Wiles, and all you analysts that be hating on the Jazz, man. Like, y'all want to put up all these stats about how bad our defense is. But the main stat y'all failed to fucking forget was the red zone defense. If I was to tell you, Greg, that we got a better red zone defense than the 49ers, the Browns. Those two teams are like two of the top two defensive teams that everybody talk about, right? And we have a better red zone defense than those two teams. But it go with my argument from last week. You remember when I said this about our – I said we have a big but don't break defense. Right. I said we allow a lot of yards, but teams are kicking field goals against us, you know. I mentioned that last week. You know, so it, I mean, it's not hard to believe just, just watching the game, you know. Right. Um, I think uh, we got to do something about Trayvon Walker, man. I'm going to just say it was a play on there, man. I don't know if you remember this play, but it was when Derek Carr, he scrambled for like, it was like third and like third and like four or something like that. And we yeah. let Derek Carr break containment and scroll oh, yeah. and uh, get the first down. He went to his right side. And Trayvon Walker was on that side. And I'm on like, the ground. Yeah. He was on the – yep, on the ground. Yep, that one right there. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to get that, Trayvon. That right there, you you cannot let fucking Derek Carr beat you on outside containment. You got to yeah. keep containment. You got to keep containment on him, bro. You're faster than him. You should be faster than him. So he shouldn't be getting you. You see what I'm saying? And it's just like – those little things that you you see on tape and you just say, all right, is he going to ever take that step at the end? Or maybe it's time we put him at the three spot because now you got a full season. We about a half a season in now. So we got enough tape to kind of see if you know what I'm saying. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't even blame you know? him. I don't blame him. I blame us for making that pick. You know, now, do I believe is Trayvon Walker a good football player? Absolutely. I think he's a he's a good football player. I think he can be a great football player. But do I think he's a good pass rusher at this point? No, I do not think so. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's a big difference than what we draft you for in the number one overall pick versus if we were to draft you in the first round, maybe like, and in the bottom 15, you know, bottom in the bottom part, you know. I got you. And so when I watch him, he's a he's a he's a he's a great player, man, an outstanding talent. But it's a difference when you have to be a pass rusher, you know, and he hasn't developed that skill of being a pass rusher. If you look at his numbers, I mean he has tackles for losses, you know, things of that nature. He made tackles and everything like that. Sometimes he dropped back in coverage and able to read his assignment. But he hasn't been able to get to the quarterback. So I don't blame him because that wasn't what he was doing the whole time when he was at Georgia. We got him on the reach. 
you know, like that, you know, because of his upsides and things of that nature, and he can groom it. You know, Hutchinson was right there. You know, um, the other the other DN from from out of um Oregon was right there. We didn't get down one of them. You know what I'm saying? But um, and they there was a stat line right now in that game against New Orleans. We went he Trayvon went against a third strain tackle, a third strain tackle. Because New Orleans, they their offensive line been banged up. He went against third straight tackle. You wouldn't even be able to, to guess the percentage of times that he won in those battles when they went at it. Probably less than fifty percent. Oh man, you're not even close. Five, like five point six or something like that. Wow. You know? So if you you think about five point six percent of the times was the only time he was able to get some type of advantage over well, third string. First, what, the first drive, probably. Shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, the drive, and that's it. So outside no of that, so outside of that, you know, 95% of the time, he was getting beat. 95% of the time. You know? So, you know, that, and that's why I say, man, you know, we we out of that you know we all we always have to look back to this like was that the pick that we should have made at that spot? Now, as of right now, you know, and I and even when we drafted and whatnot, man, I was I was saying yeah, we supposed to got hurt. I was big I was big on Hutchinson before the draft the year before. You know, watching him play at Michigan, I, I was always sold on Hutchinson. Like this dude can play. You know, Trayvon was one of those guys that came from out of nowhere. Like, who is he? You know, well, I, I'm not gonna say who is he because you know he was at Georgia, and you know he he was a good football player, and it was the same thing I felt when we got Chase Caleb on Chase. I didn't feel like he was an elite pass rusher, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, in the I feel like it was better players we could have got, but at the same time, at at, at the number where we got chasing wasn't in a bad spot. Because it was in the later part of the draft. So if uh so basically if you're saying if Trayvon was like drafted about where he was at, then it wouldn't be so bad. It wouldn't be so bad, correct. Because he is a good football player. But we're you know, and to go along with what you were saying about our defense, right? Now, all defense, we're one of the top teams at defending the run. We top in turnover. We the top team. We the number one team in turnovers. Our pass defense is in a is is like probably one of the last. Like we probably second to last or third to last in pass defense, and probably the same with with you know what I'm saying getting to the quarterback in sacks, you know. So that that's a that's a to me, you know we. I mean I it's it's a it's a problem you know. I, I, I will say this about the about the Jazz defense that I, I don't like about this team is that we create turnovers. That's one thing. If you can always create turnovers, you know, you know Trevor Lawrence gonna do something with it. You know, he's gonna do something with it. If get a field goal, we're gonna get something off the turn. Um but the biggest thing what I like about this defense too is that they rise up in big moments. You're Past right, correct. Our defense didn't do that. Like right. In the big moments, they will, they will, they will fold. If you look at this team, man, every big moment, 
the, this Jazz defense has stepped up. Um, you look at the um, the Colts game. Uh, when you look at um, even uh, the the first time we played the Colts, not at home, but this, the the first time we played the Colts. Uh, you look at even in the uh, the Chiefs game, like this defense has rised up in big. I would moments. say that. I would and say that in the New Orleans game too, and the, the game we just played also because right. we had that so dude like Brown. Yeah, he came through. Yeah, and if you look at just like over the course of the year, in every game, I feel like our defense have had like, uh, like a like a game breaking moment in every game. You know what I'm saying? At some point in the game, and so I like the fact that our defense. I feel like we can rely on our defense a lot more this year. Now, I know the numbers don't say that, but right. I do feel like our defense is a little bit more reliable than our offense at this time. I, I got you, yeah. They they they, they have took, took drastic steps from last season. You know what I'm saying? So, like like I say, even with that, man, I still tip, tip my hat to them because, man, I look at the amount of pass breakups we had. I mean, looking at the Saints game, game against the Saints. I don't remember seeing a flag called on it, none of the DBs out there. Nope. I don't think we got one pass in the first flag. And we look at um Devin Lord. Devin Lord, lead, in a few games he's played, he lead all linebackers in pass breakups. That's good. That, I think he's coming to his own finally. Well, you he's remember last when last year when he started the season out, like he was pretty much lead the linebackers in interceptions. You know what I'm saying? It's like a thing that we like kind of forgot about. Like, I want to say the first two or three games he had recorded an interception in those games, and he also got one called back. Also, yeah, I think beginning the last year he he started off good. Then it just seemed around that Eagles game, where we played, it just seemed like he lost the step. I don't know if the guy that he got in his head or what. I don't know, but he wasn't the same player last year. But it looks like he's coming to turn the page. But let's uh, talk about the Saints for a moment, though, man. Um, being at the game, man, I talked to a lot of fans. And a lot of fans feel like Winston should be the starting quarterback. Um, a lot of them feel that he knows Pete Carmichael offense. And, you know, Derek Carr is still trying to learn this offense. He's struggling. And... It, it, I think where there's smoke, there's some fire there because, I mean, I've talked to multiple guys. I mean, I didn't just talk to, you know, a certain group of people. I talked to all, like, black, whites, everybody. And it was a consensus that everybody was like, they think Winston should be the star. Well, I'm going to say this, man. You know, do I think Jameis Winston should be a starter in the NFL? I believe that's highly possible. You know, I think that he's capable. Yes, I think he should be a starter in the NFL. Now, should he start over Derek Carr is a different kind of question. You know what I'm saying? If we right. look at Derek Carr's productivity and Jameis Winston's productivity, you know, and I think that Jameis Winston is just as good of a passer as, as Carr could be better. But Derek Carr don't make the mistakes that Jameis Winston make, you know, and I think that's the difference. And, um... You know, one of the things I, I I look at when I I look at that game, I don't think that that game was lost because of Derek Carr. You know, I mean, you had a la lack of pass protection. I mean, all all although Josh Allen didn't record a sack, he pretty much lived in the backfield. You know, I think that was he got a, a lot. 
his time was off too. And also, Josh Allen getting to that script script sack and that ball. Also, you had drop passes out there from their receivers. I mean, a game that a, a play that could have tied the game up. The tight end, the ball went right off his hands. I mean, I'm gonna blame Derek Carr a little bit because you can't get the ball in the red zone what three times. Like we gave him two, and you don't get no points. I mean, two turnovers we gave him. Okay, but at the same time, when the game mattered, he also came back and, and brought his team back. And that, and and when it when it mattered, and 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 because we see games all the time where a player may may not start out slow, and you know everything matters in the fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the clutch in those clutch moments. The so clutch you, you, moments. So you the type of person that you you think is like. Everything they do before the fourth quarter don't matter. As long as you oh, no, do it, the it, fourth it, quarter, that's that that what counts. It matters, but these are the most defining moments right here. Like you know, you can you can you can start off a bad half and clean up everything. You know what I'm saying? Like it's obvious that the game wasn't lost because of the first half because they came back. Now, if they never had a chance to come back, then you can look at that and say if they was able to put points up. But judging how they came back, you look at okay, they made up for their mistakes. You get what I'm saying? So I got you. by them making up for everything, that's like looking at a player, a uh, 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 a receiver drop a pass, but he come back like for example, um, Christian Kirk, he fumbled, but he made up for his fumble. And by us taking the lead, now even if we would have lost that game, that 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 drive we was driving on when Christian Kirk fumbled. That would that to me that wouldn't have been the deciding factor in that game because we end up still taking the lead in that game. You get what I'm saying? Uh, and it's the same. It's the same with Derek Carr. So that game was decided in that last drive. You know what I'm saying? That game was decided in that last drive, and because they had the ball, like like I think man, they showed a stat line. It was like they had the ball for like. They had, 13 they had, you know, minutes, they had, they had 13 minutes position. to all two. And, and they had more yards, too. Correct. So that goes to show that, like, Derek Carr was able to rally his team back, but the receiver had to make that. That tight end had to make had to make that play, and he couldn't make it. And also, also, let's not forget this neither. When Derek Carr in that first half, it was a missed field goal as well. They also missed the field goal. Well, I will say, well, I will say this, man, and, and I'm gonna have to. I'm the reason why I'm, I'm gonna have to get Derek Carson blaming that because you saying that he, yeah, he got him battled back, right? They don't even have to battle back if you least get you turn those field goals into touchdowns. See what I'm saying? And so that's why I blame him. He have to get a little bit of uh, accountability for it because you know what I'm saying. He uh he didn't do enough, in my opinion. I don't feel like he did enough. To get them over the hump, but now look at this though. We we mentioned this early. Josh Allen pretty much lived in the backfield. You know what I'm saying? Josh Allen lived in the backfield. It was plays like you got to ask yourself: Did he really have time back there to really make plays? Because he had to throw the ball away a lot of time. Uh, I I get what you. I get all the everything that you know putting it all together. Saying you know Josh Allen was the reason, I, I get some of that, but I just think 
when we talk about quarterback play, I look at, you know, uh, like, shit, what Trevor Lawrence do, d- does. Or he'll sit in that pocket. He know he's going to take that hit, but he's going to make sure he deliver the ball in, in the right in the right area. You see what I'm saying? Like, and I don't think Derek Carr was, was, but you was got prepared to. for that. Or he went, he ain't trying to do that. At this point in his career, he ain't trying to do that with all the injuries. That's, that's, just, that's all I'm saying. You gotta have time to set your feet for that though. Like like you know what I'm saying. So, Trevor got the ball a lot, like you look at the time he got got the ball like maybe like two seconds. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta be able to set your feet to do that. You can't set your feet, man. Them players get blowed up. You pretty much running for your life without that scrambling. Yeah. It is what it is. Let's 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 stay on the uh in the NFC South. And let's talk about this Falcons Bucks game. You, did you check that game out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it looking like it's going. I, I, I'm liking what the what the Falcons doing right now. I like what Arthur Smith doing over there. The Bucks, you know, they came down to life. Baker Baker became back maker. He, you know, he gonna give you what you 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 accept Baker for who he is. But I just like what the Falcons are doing. They got a solid defense. I think their defense shows up consistently on a weekly weekly basis um and they they already know what their quarterback is right now their quarterback uh Ritter he's gonna turn the ball over but the defense know they gotta keep fighting I just think that this team is a little bit more consistent out of the Bucks and the Saints and I think I like I, I like the Falcons in this division right now man you know what that game man both teams had chances to put the game away like yeah, they did. Both teams had a chance, like, to get down here. You, you know, it was a lot of red zone miscues, man, in this game, man. This game was like it, – it, it was like it was a good game, but it was sloppy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what I'm saying? Like, they was both teams – yeah, it was one – like, they was able to move the ball, but getting into the red zone, it was like all these mishaps. You know, and that was, that was pretty much like a, a crazy game, man. You know, when I watched it, you know, like both teams like had different chances, okay, to put the game away, to put the game away, and it's like a, a, a turnover, a fumble, or something would happen. Yeah, it was uh, you know, with the with the Bucks, man, it's just you know, I went to tell Bucks fans this, and it was crazy. I was talking to my boy, uh, he's a big Bucks fan. He was like, yeah. Everybody was talking about Baker Mayfield and did it this, and I was, he was trashing Derek Carr. And this was before they played. This was like I think Friday that we was talking, and they come out and let Ed to the Falcons, and I'm like, this is the game that that you guys should have put y'all statement on the division right here. This would have been a right. statement saying, hey, we own the division right now. You know right. what I'm saying? They didn't do it. They left the door open, and like I said again, I like this Falcons team the way they play. Um, it's gonna be some questions they gotta answer. Why the hell B. John Robinson didn't play, and how they they had him helped out or whatnot? So uh, he got hurt like the first player, like one of the first players of the game or something. Right, and he didn't he didn't touch the ball. And I mean, and, and I'm not saying that. Who knows what the score would look like if B. John Robinson played? Yeah. So, but I mean. Both of these teams, and just looking at the, the NFC South, it seemed like all these teams are all about the same. They all mediocre teams, and then you got Carolina Panthers that's just back in the draft. They're gonna be back in the draft, like top five pick. But you got all three the Saints, 
The Bucks, Falcons are all about the same. Quarterback players are all about the same. Defenses are all pretty solid. So let's see where they end up. I, I still like the Falcons winning this division right now. Watching how I've seen everybody play now. I like I like the Falcons, man, in this division. Well, that's they they could possibly it's hard for me to say, man. Just looking at all these teams now. If I had to judge a team by what I see on paper, you know, I, I would have to go with I would have to go with the Saints. If I had to judge by the game on paper. And you, but, are you still going to the Saints after what you saw on Thursday night? No, I say if I had to judge them how if about <laughs> the paper, like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's hard for me really to call because you don't know what team gonna show up. Like, you know, I still expect the Saints to they should be the better team in the division. But we're not seeing that. You yep. know. It's still long it's still a long division. It's still a long year. So they can flip the switch. They're still in it, three and four. So uh we'll see what goes from there. Um Speaking of what goes from here, what the hell happened to the Bills yesterday, man? I mean, what's going on with these these Bills and these slow starts? It seemed like they sleepwalk through three quarters and then the fourth quarter they get the act together. And it seemed like it bit them in the bullet on yesterday, all that slow starting. And again, another loss. Um, I don't know. It's pretty hurt up right now. But um ooh, that was that was a tough loss right there to the Patriots. But if it's any team that can pull off an upset against Buffalo, I would say it would be the Patriots. Yeah. I don't think nobody was expecting Patriots. The Patriots played so bad, you know, first part of the season. I mean, they've been looking like a top five pick as well. They look they've been looking like one of the worst teams in the league. Let's just be honest, man. The Patriots and right. that's a bad loss and I don't know is 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 Josh Allen an elite quarterback because right now he's not playing like an elite quarterback, man. It's like I don't know, man. It just I don't know, man. I just I just don't like the way this team is looking right now. It, I mean, it don't look good, and you got a loaded ALC. Well, this team might be fighting for a wild card. Let alone, they might not win the division. Um, this this could cost them the division. This this loss, right. So, but, um, has, you know, uh, it's, it's a good question to start thinking about if, if, if Trevor has passed Josh Allen. Well, I'm going to say this in, in crucial moments. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say that I haven't seen Josh Allen come, come, you know, come to play in crucial moments, but, um, I mean, I look at Trevor, man, what, you know, and the reason why. I'm, I'm high on Trevor, not just because he's a Jaguar, because I look at the games last year, like what he was able to do coming from behind, you know, and, and not just regular season, man, just look at the playoff game, you know. I mean, how many quarterbacks can honestly say that? How many quarterbacks can we honestly say that would have came from behind with a deficit like that, you know, being down, you know, what it was like 20-something points in the first mm-hmm. half? Yeah, you know, and to be able to come and be able to come back, you know, and not not just be able to to perform, but have your your teammates believe in you. You know what I'm saying? The way they did, and and not just that game. We look at you know other games the same way. You know, we look at the game against Baltimore last year. We look at the game against the Raiders, against the Cowboys. You know, all these games being down and able to showing that you can come play from behind. 
And I think that those are signs of a great quarterback being able to play from behind. You know, we look at, you know, Tom Brady, you know, the, you know, his, his great moments, um, John Elway, you know, Peyton Manning, like these, um, Tom Brady, I mean, I just said his name already, but Aaron Rodgers, you know. I get what you, I think I get where you're going at with that, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as, you know, when you look at the quarterback play rising up in big moments uh, and just being able to carry your team, putting your team on your back. And I, I agree. I think Trevor so far this year has risen to the occasion versus Josh Allen, on the other hand. He 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 ain't been looking like that, and it just seemed like I don't know, man. Maybe there is something with that whole thing with him and uh, Stephon Diggs, because I know for a fact I want to say what the second that game against was it the Jets? Well, it was the Jets against the Jets? And he threw that ball in double coverage, and I'm like, bro, you gotta be trying to force it, bro. You gotta be forcing the ball, bro, because ain't no way you throw that in, that throw that ball when you see you got. Two, you got a safety on top and a guy running underneath. Like you, you just don't throw that. He covered, and right. that what makes me think that it might be a little something to that that the relationship. But I don't know. We'll see. It's again. I'm not gonna rule the Bills out. They're a good team. They coach team. So this guy, they still in. We're not gonna right. be. In. They still you in. know. Like looking at that game, like you know, I'm not gonna put everything on Josh. I, I look at, I, I'm looking at more so the team as a whole, you know, because the team they was able to score, and you know, and this was after the defense made a play, they was able to score. But you know, when they when when got dog on um, Matt Jones got the ball back, Buffalo defense wasn't able to perform. Yeah, you know, I think, I think, I think that, me watching that game. Once the Bills got up, I was like, okay, they finna they finna they finna take the game over. Now they finna go on the cruise control. Now they just finna they finna dominate these last couple minutes of the game, get the stop, get the win. And when they scored, I was just shocked. Like, wow, they actually finna lose this game to the Bills. I mean to the to the Patriots. But I mean, salute to the Patriots winning that game, man. Bill got his three hundred win. So, hey, it is what it is, man. So um, I uh, also watch this Rams and Steelers game because you know I gotta watch to see what the, the, the next scene we playing our opponents, the you know the Jags, and I just wanted to give my quick assessment because looking at this Steelers team, man, uh, do they give us concerns? Yes, that boy T.J. Watt, man, he the interception he got where he was dropped in coverage like this guy's he's talented. Um, we, and he's gonna be wrecking havoc on our on our on our offensive line, so we are gonna have to be prepared for that. Offensively, I don't know. It's nothing to be. I don't. Kenny Pickett don't scare me. Um, I think if we can heat him up and he get rattled early. I think we can we can we can cruise control this game like how kind of like how the Niners did. But if we keep Kenny Pickett around and we give him hope and we keep like letting him hang around. Uh, like how the Rams did, and they didn't put him away, which I don't really blame. I blame spe- Rams special teams did that game, but um, then I, I think that uh, this this still a team might give us a game, but we're playing on the road though, man. But this still a team. I mean, I'm gonna say the Rams got robbed too, man, because that that should that 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 guy was he was well short of the first down, and he was able to get the, they was able to say it was a first down 
and, and he wasn't really, he didn't really have it. And they didn't review it because the Rams didn't have any timeouts. So they was able to like run the ball, run the clock out. But yeah, that, yeah, I don't, the, the Steelers don't scare me like that. That's basically what I'm trying to tell you. Right. I mean, Steelers is not a scary team, but they are a team that if you overlook them, they can call it, they can be a problem, you know. And it's and, and and for the reason you just mentioned, um, T.J. Watt, you know, um, Anton Harrison got another ma- problem he's gonna have to deal with this week. You know, he played good against the Saints. He's been playing good. You know, um, minus the Kansas City game, man, he's been solid this season, man. He's been solid. He's been worried of of, of a um first round draft pick, and he's been looking good. He been he been looking the part, you know, and so now. He has another task, and that's T.J. Watt. That's going to be hard for him, but, you know, this is what you play the game for. You don't play the game to go in to say that I'm already defeated. You play the game because of competition. You know, you look forward to that, these matchups. And so, you know, I think that he's probably developed the his confidence now to be able to, you know, be able to um play against top linemen now, you know, some of the top linemen in the league. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. For I would him. say this is going to be his hardest matchup of the season because TJ Watt was a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Um, still, is, like I say, their defense is still like they still got a, a good defense. Like, still is always going to have a defense. I just think that offensively, if we can just, you know, because Kenny Pickett, like watching Matt Canica call that game, uh, he, I don't know what he'd be doing. It seems like he wait till the fourth quarter, then he want to start calling plays. So yeah. that's why I was like, if we could like just dominate early, and then it just it, it won't be nothing. Matt Cannon can call up to get them back in it because the Rams kept them around, even though the special team guy missed three field goals, missed an extra point, and two easy field goals. Um, and I think that might have been the reason why they lost that game. But I mean, when you just look at a talent aspect, I think Jaguars is a more talented team. When you look at oh yeah, like just skill positions as far as you know, we 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 line up just as good as the, the the Steelers, and then also just I feel like this Rams team is not that very good. They're a competitive team, but I mean Matthew Stafford, man, you know he don't got nobody over there. outside of Cooper Cup. He got the new Petrula, but like they barely got a running game. Their running game was good okay against the Steelers, but it's nothing to brag about. So right. I just don't. I just think I just think this was. I think we're a better team than the Rams, and I think. The Steelers have their hands full with us, and they won't be able to, to hang with us like that. I think, if we, again, we can get this thing by how these boys hung up. We Early, we, we got this game. But yeah. one thing we can't do is take a nap like we did in the Saints game and let them guys get back in the game. Oh, yeah. I also think that this going to like go to, to go with what you were saying, that this probably be Anton Harris' hardest matchup. You know, and you know, we can look at it and say, well, he went against one of the top linemen in the league in, in, in Chris Jones. But the difference is with this is this Chris Jones is constantly at the line. Like, you know, he's at the line. It, it, you know, it's not no drop what he's going to do. You know, he's going after the quarterback. And I think what's more scary about the matchup against TJ Watt is that you don't know whether he's coming in or he's dropping back in coverage. So it's not only, you know, a matchup for, for, for Anton Harris. It's also a matchup for Trevor Lawrence as well because you have to be able to read 
the defense to know whether he's going into coverage or is he's, he's rushing the quarterback. So these are the things that we're going to have to key in on. We know that he can, you know, this dude is, is you know, he might not be as good as a coverage as he is a pass rusher, but we know that he can play in coverage. This is what he did in college when he was at Wisconsin. He, you know, he's also playing in coverage, you know, so this is a, this is going to be, um, but outside of that though, man, I, I believe that we're the more talented team hands down, you know, but this took, but the, also the flip side of that though, you know, we see three, four defense defenses in practice all the time because we also play in a three, four defense. So, it shouldn't be new, but just going up against a different type of animal, you know. But we see these type of disguises in practice. So yeah, I think it, that that it, along with it, that it, will help us. That's what I'm saying. Like that's where I did that the defense, like, yeah, we playing a three four, but their front seven is a lot more better than our front our front seven. Um so that means that 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 clocking Trevor Head, you know, it might have to be, you know, fast. You know, speed up or it could be slow. You know, right. those are some of the other factors that I look into the defense. And also, um, you know, Mike Tomlin is good. He's a defensive coach. He's going to take away something. or He's going to make it harder for us to do something. He's just not going to let us just do what we want to do. And I already know that they, they strategy going to go in and going to be the takeaway of the ring game. Everybody, that's their number one strategy playing against us. Let's just let's, let's slow down Travis Etienne in the ring game. So, I mean, we're going to have to pretty much rely on Trevor Arm in that pass rush to win this game. That's what it's yeah. taking. Yeah, I think, you know, I think, this, like I said, man, I think this is a wonderful game. It just, you know, we just can't overlook them, you know. Yeah. It, it's going it's, it's to be a chess match. You know, we look at, like, both sides of the ball, I think that they have probably just as many skilled players as us, but the, the deciding factor is in this game that we have a better quarterback. Yep, I agree. So speaking of our next opponent, because we got Steelers, then we got Abide, then we got the 49ers. Right. Watching them last night. Did you watch the game last night? Yes. I, well, I watched – no, no. I watched part. I went back and watched it. I went to sleep last night. I had to be oh. up on, on the road. But okay. I, I, I got up and watched I went Get back and watched it. On the game. 49ers lost. And yeah. Purdy looked – he looked like the Mr. Irrelevant quarterback last night. Uh, he threw two I, I, picks. I went back. Yeah. Yeah, I and, went back and watched that game. Yeah, so I mean, is the 49ers still the best team in the league? Have they peaked? Or is it just injuries? When I look at this team, I think like previous 49er teams, it seems like every year for like the last three or four years, injuries have affected this 49er team in some way. Like they'll get to the AFC or NFC championship game, and then somebody ain't fully healthy. Uh, somebody get hurt in that game. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it seems like it's been going on with this team, and is they going to ever get over that hump of the Super Bowl they went to uh, the first year that the ones Chiefs won? And yeah. so it's like, um, I don't know, man. It's it's hard with this 49 team. I mean, now, I mean, looking at them two weeks ago, I was like, oh, we definitely going to lose to them. But now looking at this 49ers, this team is looking a lot vulnerable, man. And uh right. I mean, you know, the Venezuela Vikings did their thing. They gave a, a great blueprint on how to beat the Niners. Well, I, I look at it like this, uh, you know, like with that game now, man. 
I think that, you know, in the beginning of the game, Brock played pretty good. But I think when it got to the fourth quarter, as the game went on, I think that he kind of got in his own, own head trying to make plays and everything. And instead of taking what the defense give him, you know, you have to understand that Debo is not on the field right now. You know, you don't have one of those type players that will, you know, you could just throw a, a jump ball up that will make a play or that you can get the ball to and he have yards out of the catch, you know. So it was one of pretty much one of those things that, you know, he had to allow himself to take what the defense give him and not try to force himself to make the long, go for the big play that they're accustomed to doing. You know, I think more teams going to do this this strategy about this. They're going to put the ball, the ball in Purdy hand. We're going right. to take away the run game. We're going to make sure we neutralize Christian McCaffrey, and we're going to let Purdy beat us with his arm. And mm-hmm. when, what comes with that is if I got the ball a lot more in my hand, I just think uh, his decision-making um, is going to be challenged a lot. I think Mike Tomlin, not, not Mike, like Tomlin, Kyle Shanahan can coach this guy up and you know, he could probably learn from his mistakes, but I think teams are going to now be, oh, we're going to, we're going to, we'll take our chance with Purdy throwing. We want Purdy throw as much as we can. We're going to, you know, as long as we can get, get him, get them one dimensional. Right. You got a chance, man. Cause once you got the 49ers running, when they getting over four yards a pop and ground game is going, then he got that passing game going off the of play action boot. Man, they hard to beat, man. They they is hard to beat. Right. You can show I that think, you know down, man. And we seen it now. Like I say, Leslie Frazier called a great game plan uh last night. And it, it like I said, it was slowing down the uh 49ers. And he made like I said, he made them one dimensional. And I think you're gonna see a lot more teams following this. And we're gonna see if Brock Purdy can make the adjustment now. Cause now you ain't sneaking up on nobody no more. All right, teams are watching you. You know, it's like when teams have film on you because, you know, I think any quarterback you watch, any anybody you play against, you pretty much figure figure out a strategy against them or the offense that they're they're working out of. And you know, this is the offense that he's been working out of last season, this season as well. And now, when you have a target on your back, it's like you know, it's like when you when they say quarterbacks go through the sophomore slump or the soft, you know things of that nature and a lot of times because you're the target teams are preparing for you you know so now you have to you know extend your game to get better to be able to move around that because you are a target now you're not like and you just pointed out you're not that player that's just sneaking up on people no more that you're not the player that we're just gonna let you do what you're doing we're going to game plan for the other players and things of that nature no, you are the player that we're game planning for now. So now, like you say, now this is the point where Brock Purdy is going to have to take that next step. Like, you know, will he be able to evolve his game to be able to play? Well, well, you know, I, when I, he's the, he, he better take the next step because hmm. everybody ate all the, they pushed all the chips in on him. They got rid of right. uh, Jimmy and they got rid of Trey Lance. So it, 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 oh, it yeah. got to work. Exactly. So it's like, like you say, man. You know, that that and that's pretty much where he's at right now. Like, you know, and and that's a question that, you know, that's one of those things to be determined. Like, will he be able to take that next step? You know, we like you say, we just seen two games or whatnot where it's like, okay, teams is like, you know, 
we're going to be like, like you just said, man, we're going to allow you to beat us, you know, especially without Debo Samuels in the game as well. You know, that didn't help. But, you know, now we're going to see that it is, is, is you really this good? You know what I'm saying? Good as they're hyping you up to be, you know, you know, I, I just me watching them. You know, I like what I seen out of him. You know, game got down the fourth quarter. He had some turnovers. Things like that happen. But watching him, I think that, you know, I think that he has the arm talent. I thought that he was a I thought that he was a good quarterback in college. You know, I didn't think he was a first round pick, but I thought that he was one of those quarterbacks that could possibly go in the third round, possibly second, you know. And um I would say even in a loss, he still looked the part. You know, he still looked at, you know, solid in moments. It just he had a collapse at the end of the game. And I think that that's something that he can get over. All right. Yeah, I mean, he uh we're gonna see moving forward, man, with this 49er thing, man, and see what, what happens. Um, let's stick with another team in the NFC. Um, the Lions. They got destroyed against the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. Ooh. And uh, my question to you is, is do you think the Lions are still an elite team or a good team? Well, I never had the Lions as an elite team. But I never argued with nobody else for having them as an elite team because I felt that that was a good assessment because they have, you know, I mean, well, I look at the, the best team that they beat was, was the Kansas City Chiefs, but they had went against a, a Kansas City team that was limited, you know. You know, you had um, no Kelsey. Kelsey wasn't playing or um, Chris Jones wasn't playing either, you know. But in all their games, they pretty much looked good. They looked apart. You know, they looked good. You know, this loss, unfortunately, man, they got beat bad. I think that it's more so not that they lost because I believe that that the Ravens are a good team, but it's how they lost. Mm -hmm. I mean, from start to finish. Now, I always talk bad about how how um about how bad the Ravens are with with closing out games, and I remember watching this game and I tell it, I'm like, man, I wonder if they're going to have like a collapse like they do in these other games where in the fourth they forget how to play or you know they forget how to manage the game. And I was waiting to see that, but that never happened. It's like you know, I guess they understood. Okay, we got to keep our foot on the gas because. This team can possibly go come back and, and beat us. This is a good football team we playing against. So they played, you know, they went out there, man, and they, man, damn, it was crazy. They destroyed them, man. Yeah, they did. Lamar Jackson probably played his best game of his career. Uh, he spread the ball out to six different receivers. Uh, yeah. Looked good, man. He looked real good. Let's see. He stayed. And he was in the pocket most of the game. Yeah, he played. He played. He played good, uh, man. I mean, it's the best I've seen the part uh, Lamar Jackson play from the pure quarterback position. Um, let's see moving forward if this can actually sustain. Let's see if these wide receivers can keep the level like what they played like on Sunday. And uh, when Odell Beckham get back, I think yeah, he played yesterday too. Yeah, he got back. I'm sorry. Let's see if he can be a, a big role because I think he only caught two catches on Sunday, so make him play a big role. But it looked good, man. It looked real good. So let's talk about another quarterback uh, switching over to the AFC North, Sean Watson, man. That injury, man. Um, and I don't know, man. I don't know. Him and Kevin Stefanski, you know, they, you know, 
Kevin Stefanski had some words to say he could have played the week the other week and then. So I don't know, man. I don't know if, if this guy, man, it, it's looking like Deshaun Watson, man. It, this is a disaster waiting to happen, in my opinion. Hmm. Well, you know, I didn't, I didn't really hear the reports and the thing like that there, you know, so I really don't, you know, I can't really comment on it. But, you know, you know, what are, in, the, in that type of situation, you know, he's he got a guaranteed contract. So that's one of the it's, – it's tough because you have to figure this out. You know, it, it's nowhere around it. You either figure it out or you just, you know, stay in the slump. And their, sim- their situation is similar to – um. Similar to um, Denver, when in terms of the quarterback with the guaranteed money, you know, so they have no choice but to sit back and, and have to figure this out, you know. Yeah, I think he gonna get Kevin Stefanski fired, man. I think he gonna yeah, get him so. fired, man, because I mean, you pay him all this money, Kevin Stefanski, you got the quarterback that you want, and it just seems like it's not working out. You look at the numbers; he's been struggling. Uh, he just don't look. I, it looks like everybody's waiting for that Deshaun Watson of old to come back like that game, and yeah. hopefully it ain't against Jazz. But yeah. um, everybody's waiting on that 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 big game, and it ain't happened yet. And now it's looking more and more and more like that game ain't gonna happen. And like I don't see it happening at least this year. Um, you playing you on a defense that a team that's. You got an elite defense playing at an elite level right now, uh, the Cleveland Browns defense. And all you asking for is respectable quarterback play. And they got yeah. that done one guy. But can Deshaun Watson give you that? For what he paying, you should be giving you more than what he giving you. But, right. And, and it's also a team that's pretty much still in the hunt. Like, they're not out of it, you know. I think, not, I think what are they, three and three or something like that? If four and three are either four and three, three, four and three or right. four and two. Like that. And it's crazy, man. If we just look at this whole season, you know, like from what we've seen so far, there's a lot of teams that's still in it, you know, still in it. Like they're not counted out, you know, regardless of how, how bad we might see them or what's going on with the team. You know, we look at Pittsburgh, we look at um, Cleveland, you know, we look at, you know, Minnesota just got a win last night. You know, that pushed them to three and four. One more win to put them at 500. You know, another win to put them at 500. You know, um, you probably could still say the same for Cincinnati. So, which, you know, would they now, now you know, back to what I was saying last night, would they beat San Fran? Like, last week I said, hell no. But, man, shoot, San Fran is kind of looking vulnerable right now. But I think San Fran get it back together. But but going back to what I was saying, man, you have a lot of these teams, man, that that still fight, man. It's like the race is that close, you know. Even we, we look at um the Colts, you know, even though they lost, they lost, and, and it's a game that they could have won, you know. Man, Colts is not looking bad as we thought that they would look, you know. Colts they still look, have they have good. talent on their team, yeah. Colts and Texans look good, right? Texas is another team, man. Texas, you know. We look at they have talent on their team, and they look like their team is well coached. Yep, agree. So, um, before we roll into our arrivals and departures, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Doobie Man. Doobie Energy Drink, the best energy drink on the market right now, man. Save you a lot of money. You don't have to be buying the Red Bulls, Monsters, all that. Use the link code in the description. Uh, in this uh. 
podcast, co-pilots, uh, get 10% off on your first order. Go to doobie.gg. You're killing it, man. Go get you, go get you some energy. So uh we're going into the rivals and departures, man. I'm a, where you want to start with today? Departs are rivals. We can go to uh the part, whatever you gonna start off with. All right, man. I'm gonna start off with departures, man. My first departure is KJ Jefferson, Arkansas. Man, this Arkansas team, man, they be fighting hard, bro, man. And I feel so bad because KJ Jefferson, a lot of people don't know who he is. He's uh this guy is a good quarterback, man. If you watch him, he play on this, he play on the shitty Arkansas team, but quarterback play is 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 good. And this guy's going he's gonna be a top draft pick when he when he do decide to get uh go into the league. Um they've lost five games by less than seven points, man. So uh Hopefully, they can get off the departure list, man. Uh, and my second departure is the North Carolina Tar Heels, man. Frauds, once again. They went down and lost to a 1-5 in five Virginia team. And, again, they've shown their true colors that they just they just can't be with the big boys. Uh, I don't know if you remember a couple years back. I think Mike Nobel first year, we went to North Carolina and beat. North oh yeah, Carolina. we beat them last two years. Number five at the time, they're number five right. team at the time, and we beat them. So yeah, again, the Tar Heels, all hype, no pizzazz. Those are my two departures. My departure, man, and I gotta say this, man, because you know, because of what I said last week on my departure. So I'm gonna say Clemson mm. for losing to the Miami Hurricanes. You know. Now, I, I, I say that because last week, Miami was my departure. And I didn't mm-hmm. see Miami beating Clemson. I say, well, damn, it don't want to get worse from here because they got to see Clemson. But right. they rose to the occasion and beat Clemson. And, you know, Clemson, man, Clemson got beat up front, man. They they they, they, they offensive line, man, was getting back beat. You know, they were they wasn't able to do nothing, man. So Clemson, I mean, what is their third loss? You know, yep. you know, they – I mean, I hope see them, um, you know, playing for the ACC championship was over with anyway. So I mean, that wasn't even much up for discussion. But they they pretty much looking they looking bad right now. They looking they looking bad, you know. Okay. And, and my second departure, man, I got to go with USC, USC, man. I mean, you look at they they um they was a team that 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 was a favorite to be in the full team playoff. You know, end up getting their head bashed in by Utah. It's a wrap. They got their head bashed in two weeks in a row, too, man. They got beat right. by, by Notre Dame, and it just seems like that just is keep going, man. And, yep, they're, they're out of it. So um, it is what it is. But before I uh, before I start my arrivals, I, I want to give my humble apology, and I hate doing it to the Miami Hurricanes because all week on social media, I've been bashing you guys. I posted a thing about you guys going on three, you know, in the next couple games and y'all rose to the cage and beat Clemson. Hey, they did that. Well, hey, so for that, I'm going to give, I'm going to say, I'm sorry, Miami fans. Cause I doubted you guys. Um, but y'all still got to play Duke though. So I think y'all might lose that game too. So I, I'm going to say this right. Miami have some quality wins this season. I'm gonna give them that. You know they got the win over Texas and them. Okay. I'm, I mean, for them to be Miami, who they is right now, I'm gonna give them 
Texas A and M and Clemson. I'm gonna give them that. They they that that that's that to me. I look at that's a different Miami than the last few seasons because the Miami the last couple of seasons they would have lost those games. You know, yeah, they would have lost, lost those games. Lost that A and M game the way that how that game started. For for them to not fold like that and 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 to to rise up and play against Clemson, man, for them to come in and play, man, like that, man, I got I got I got to give them their props. I got to, got to give yeah, them props. Yeah, I'm gonna props. give them their props, man. Definitely gonna give them their props. So I'm gonna go with my rivals. My rivals for this week is your boy uh, Jordan Addison. Uh, he had a breakout game last night again on Monday night, man. He did his thing. I think him and, uh, and Jefferson, they're going to be a nice little combo moving forward, man. My second uh, arrival is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think he's going to be an, a heavy MVP discussion. If we can take care of business against the Steelers and against the 49ers, they're going to be talking Trevor Lawrence for MVP. Okay, for my, my arrivals. Oh man, I gotta think of one. Who can I give it to? My arrivals. I'm gonna give it to Bill Belichick for his win against the Buffalo Bill, his three hundred win his three hundredth win. You know, gonna salute him on that, give him his flowers and whatnot, you know. And also he beat uh, you know, quote unquote a so called good team. You know, it's interesting to, you know, you know, it's interesting to see what he do moving forward, but Maybe he figured out, maybe he didn't. But at the same time, I'm going to say I'm going to put him as my rival because he got his 300 win. All right, man. Well, that's that's look like that concludes the show tonight, man. I want to thank everybody for listening, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, man. All our fans, man, to show y'all support, man. Y'all continue to show y'all support, man. We appreciate it, man. All glory be to the most high. Yeah, <laughs> man. Check out all our uh all our uh social media platform uh platforms they up on the screen uh Greg uh Matt, uh platforms Joe platforms we on Twitter Rumble YouTube man check out the the Twitter handles check out the Facebook handles man it's your boy Joe it's your boy Greg and we out peace we out.